This time each and every Friday morning, every Arab Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. And a Freilicha Hanukkah, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Miketz. Before we even take a peek at Parshas Miketz, it's imperative that we understand the concept as to why we cannot use tonight for the Hadlakas Ner Hanukkah to fulfill the mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah. We cannot use the small colored candles that many people do use throughout the week. The reason for this is as follows. The proper time to light near Hanukkah, as found in the Shulchan Aruch, in Simon, Tafresh, Ayin, Beis, is at the end of Shkia, at the end of the period of sunset, known as Tseis HaKolchavim, at the time when the stars come out which is nowadays in the New York area, approximately 5 o'clock or a few minutes thereafter. Therefore, whenever one lights near Hanukkah, there has to be enough fuel, be it oil or candle, to be able to go beyond the 5 o'clock time for a half an hour because that is the sh- minimum shear that we give for the lighting of Ner Hanukkah, as is found in the Gemara in Shabbos. And we say that Persume Nisa, publicizing the miracle, is minimally for a half an hour after it says starting at five. So, all week long, it's not a problem. You light at five or after. If a person had to light from earlier, they would have to put in sufficient fuel to be able to burn from five until minimally 5.30. So please God, this afternoon, when we have to light Ner Hanukkah, before we light Ner Shabbos, so we're lighting Ner Hanukkah approximately at 4 o'clock. Thus, the Hanukkah has to burn first for an hour from 4 to 5, and then at 5 it has to be able to go, because that is the proper time to light, which we can do tonight at 5, it's Shabbos, so therefore we have to have sufficient oil or candle that should go to at least till... 5.30, at least an hour and a half, roughly. Therefore, you cannot use the small colored candles. If you have a menorah that can take Shabbos candles, that's perfect. If you have a menorah that uses oil, make sure that your oil will last at least an hour and a half. If you don't have a menorah that can last that long, then Alpidin, you don't need a menorah. And I certainly recommend that you get these small 
tea lights, these small discs, which you line up three tonight on tin foil in on the windowsill. Make sure that you do it in a manner in which it is safe. Put a fourth one to the side as the shamash, and that way you can light and you'll have your mitzvah going for the proper and appropriate time. Parshas Miketz is the parsha whereby the continuation of God's plan. Let's not forget what's happening here. Ultimately, Ger God said to Avraham in chapter 15 in Bereshis that your children will be strangers in a land which is not theirs. This is being implemented. God is directing history. One of the most exciting aspects of the Parsha is the opening four words. It was after two years, and the Parsha continues, Uparo Cholem, and Paro dreamt. And we know nobody could interpret Paro's dreams. The butler remembers, oh yes, there was that Jewish young man with us in jail. Paro summons for Yosef, and the rest, as they say, is history. One reading the Chumash could well get the impression what caused what? Paro dreamt. As a result of Paro's dreaming, you and I would think that this is what caused Yosef to be free. Namely, we have to have someone to interpret Paro's dreams. And the rabbis tell us in the Medrash, Kate's God put literally an end to the Choshech, to the darkness of Yosef being in Mitzrayim. And because Yosef's extended sentence that God imposed upon him for putting too much trust in the butler at the end of last week's parasha, saying twice to the butler, please remember me, remember me. The exact language said Yosef the following. Oh my. He says, you shall remember me. Where is it? He says, right after he interprets the dream of the butler, he says, Kiim Zakartani, remember me, and Vihiskartani, mention me to Paro. Because he put too much trust in the butler, God extended his sentence for two years. Now that it's the end of the two years and Yosef has to come out of jail, how is he going to come out of jail? He's going to come out of jail by the means of Paro dreaming. But it's not Paro's dream that caused him to come out. It's Yosef needing the come out that causes Paro to dream. I believe there's a very powerful connection between the Parsha and Hanukkah. And you might see it in the following way. The Gemara asks, as we're all familiar, in Shabbos 21b, my Hanukkah, what is the primary miracle 
And we shouldn't forget the military victory of the Rabbim Biyad Ma'atim, of the many in the hands of the few, which we say in the Alanisim. But as we light the menorah, we remember the miracle of the oil. And if you think about it, this miracle of the oil is different from most miracles which God brought on behalf of his nation, Israel. Most miracles are a kind of miracles of salvation. Egyptian were in hot pursuit of the Jewish nation. What's going to happen? God says, leave it to me, and the water splits. So God creates a miracle to save the Jewish people. I have several million people in the desert, and there is no food around. God provides a miracle to save the several million people. The miracle of Hanukkah was not a miracle of salvation. The rabbis are convinced that the whole miracle was unnecessary because given the majority of the people and the oil were impure, from the letter of the law we could have lit the menorah with impure oil. The miracle of finding the pure oil, the miracle of that one jar extending not just for one day but for eight days was God's winking to the Jewish people. It was a miracle of love. It was a miracle of demonstration that I am with you. It was a miracle of showing the special relationship between God and Israel. And what do we find in this week's parsha? Not only the very dreaming that Paro dreams at that quote, appropriate time, now that Yosef has to get out of jail, but as the Talmud tells us, in Brachos 57b that a dream is one sixtieth of Nevoah, of prophecy. God winks in the dream and gives a little bit of prophecy that Yosef is able to then go and interpret. And the very bringing of Yosef, imagine, Yosef is in jail for 10 plus 2, 12 years. And now that he's being taken out of jail, what does the Torah tell us? Literally, that Vayikra es Yosef, Paro calls for, and they call Yosef, Vayiritsuhu min habor, and literally they rushed him. They go from one extreme to another, from one moment when he's in captivity to another moment that he becomes literally the second most important person in the world. If that is not a divine wink, I don't know what is. And so, what's happening in the parsha is God showing his hashkocha pratis, his involvement in Yaus, in Yosef, and in the Jewish nation, in bringing about the prophecy and fulfilling it, which he gave to Abraham. And I believe that this is exactly what each of us has to realize when we are privileged to light the menorah. We say in the Aneros Halalu, we're not permitted 
to get benefit from these lights. Because after all, we should remind ourselves, they lit candles every single night. They didn't have electricity. If they wanted to see what was for dinner, they lit candles. If they wanted to do any reading at nighttime, they lit candles. So Manishtana, what's going to be different about lighting a candle on the night of Hanukkah and throughout the week of Hanukkah? Ah, the answer is that that specifically the fact that all other candles are lit for the utilitarian purpose. And these candles we're lighting for no other reason but but to see them. Now I ask you, when you're going to look at your candles tonight, what are you supposed to think about? What are you supposed to see? You can't get any benefit from it. So I'd like to suggest you to see the wink of God. You have to remind yourselves collectively and personally that as God was with them in their dangerous, challenging times, so is He with us. He's with us collectively. We go and we look at Eretz Yisrael, Al-Tiftach Peh, surrounded by nothing's changed, and He is Shomer Yisrael. He protects us. You look and you see how Bli Ayin Hara, as a nation, we are progressing. Yes, we have our challenges, as the Pooh report uh, indicated. And yes, we have to be ever mindful and reach out to our brothers and sisters and to make sure that they are brought in to the Jewish fold. But it's Hanukkah that reminds us that God has not, will not ever forsake His people. Ani Hashem, says the Navi Malachai, the very last Navi, Lo Shonisi, I have not changed. And you, the Jewish people, are still here. When you see the menorah tonight, pinch yourself. Because the menorah, menorah demonstrates the survival of the Jewish people. Stand at the menorah. And tonight you can't take notes. But please, God, after Shabbos, start taking notes. And go around and ask your, the children. Come on, tell me. When is the last time God winked at you? And I don't have to tell you, we see this every single day, that you meet the right person just at the right time. You see it every single day. A little thing, that you open the book exactly where you needed to. It's not just in the big things in life. Try to see even the small things in life as well. And by appreciating these smaller quotes, the Ramban teaches us our noting, observing, celebrating, and commemorating the larger, greater miracles, the wows of the one day's oil to eight days is to remind us of that very small but constant winking that he provides for us daily. Shabbat Shalom and a meaningful Lichtaka Hanukkah 
to all. JM in the AM Friday morning. That's Rabbi Yudin. We thank Rabbi Yudin for his amazing words regarding the holiday of Hanukkah.